the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Only the God of the Bible can deliver you from whatever hardship you might be facing right now. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Hey, this is part two of the message that we started last time. We're looking at Jonah, and I entitled the message, No Regrets. Now, as we looked at last time, Jonah was called by God. God said, Jonah, arise, get up, and go to the people of Nineveh. And so... What did Jonah do? He got up and he went down to Joppa. It said that he paid the fare on a boat. He went down into the ship and he took off to Tarshish. Only one problem. Tarshish is a complete polar opposite direction of where God called him to go. It was the opposite direction of Nineveh. And he's like, I'm not going. No can do. Don't even think about it. So now as we pick up here, as we move out of the harbor with Jonah, God immediately whipped up a violent storm, changing Jonah's course. See, this ship and it's getting tossed around like blueberries in a food processor. All of these seasoned sailors were bowing down to their false gods to no avail. Why? Because there are no other gods. And they were praying, oh, help us. And they were calling out to the God of the storm, the God of the sea, the God of the wind, you know, whatever. And it's like, no one's there because there's only one God, the creator of all things. Yes, when the chips are down, it seems like everyone cries out to someone or something. People will cling to everything from a rabbit's foot for luck to their horoscope every day, from a religious statue or symbol to Mother Nature. I wonder if that could be said about anyone listening on the radio right now. When hardships arise and the storms of life kick in, do you try everything in your power first? And only when everything else that you've tried has failed, when nobody else has come through, is that when you finally do what you should have done in the beginning? And that's call out to the Lord in prayer, fervent prayer. I don't know if there's anyone listening right now that's going through a difficult time and you just don't know what you're going to do. You're all perplexed and you're all worried and it's just anxious in your heart. Well, have you really prayed? I'm not talking about some flippant, you know, little tiny, oh, God, bless this mess in Jesus' name. I'm talking about fervent, continual, every day. Lord, I'm just coming before you. I'm bowing down. I'm like bringing this to you. You're my stronghold. You're my refuge. You're my only recourse here. Yes, only the God of the Bible is real, and only the God of the Bible can deliver you from whatever hardship you might be facing right now. But getting back to Jonah, where is he at? 
while this storm is raging and all the sailors are freaking out? Well, he's sleeping like a baby in the hull of the ship. He's got his little binky probably sucking on his thumb. He's just having a good old time sleeping away. So the men go down in the hull of the ship and they wake him up. And Jonah, who's filled with guilt, he confesses, hey, fellas, this storm, it's all my fault. And they're like, oh, your fault? Yes. And he tells them, I'm on the run from God. I'm fleeing his call. I've deserted what God's plan is for my life. And the men said, how could you do this? It was an interrogative term. Like, what? Why? Like, if this is the God that created the ocean and the sea and everything else, how in the world could you be running from him? I wonder if there's any of us like Jonah that are sleeping while the storm in our world is raging around us. You know, we got this never-ending pandemic that we're in. We have the crisis at the border. We have a crisis in crime. We have a crisis in the supply chain. We have a crisis from all around the world, like China now, and their new hypersonic missile that we have no defense over. We have Iran inching closer to producing a nuclear weapon. Yes, the world has multiple problems that have people extremely worried. Listen, even as Christians, aren't some of you worried about what's happening in our world and where this administration's taking us? Aren't you a little freaked out with all the increase in prices and gas prices and all of these things? Well, listen, if it's got you concerned as a Christian, what about all the people around you that don't know Christ? This is why it is so critical for you and me as believers that know Christ that we need to share with the other people around us that there's a God in heaven that loves them. Yet maybe you, like Jonah, are running from God's high calling in your life to be his voice to those in your walk of life. Yes, everybody is caught in this current storm that we're facing here, not just in the United States, but around the world including our family members, neighbors, co-workers. All of them need to hear this message of hope, that God is a refuge, that he is a stronghold to those who cry out to him. But getting back to Jonah here, this storm does not let up. So in verse 15, we're told what they finally did, because Jonah had told the sailors earlier, hey, it's all my fault, you should throw me overboard. And the sailors, I'm sure, were thinking, we can't throw you overboard in the middle of the ocean. That would be totally inhumane. But, well, in verse 15, they had a change of heart. And what does it say? They picked up Jonah, and they threw him into the sea, and the sea immediately stopped its raging. So I guess you could say these sailors had two words for Jonah. See ya! They tossed him overboard. It's like, hey, you're the problem. We're getting rid of you. So they gave Jonah the royal flush. And the storm again immediately stopped. Which brings up this other thought. Jonah's misery. See, Jonah was probably thinking, well, at least now that I'm tossed in the middle of the ocean and I'm watching the ship sail away from me, at least my life cannot get any worse than this. I'm stranded here in the middle of the ocean all by myself. Yet, all of a sudden, guess what? It got worse. As he turns around, 
and a giant fish opens his mouth and swallows him. Man, don't you hate days like this <laughs> when you think, oh, it can't get any worse? Oh, and it gets way worse. Some might be thinking, what kind of a fairy tale is this? This guy gets tossed off a boat and a giant fish comes up and swallows him? What are you Christians smoking anyway? This is a fairy tale. But guess what? You're absolutely wrong if you're thinking that. This is absolutely a real story. Jonah was a prophet of God. He's even mentioned in 2 Kings chapter 14. But more importantly, Jesus confirms that this story of being swallowed by a fish is real because Jesus even likened Jonah being in the belly of this fish to Jesus dying and then resurrecting again in Matthew chapter 12. Just like Jonah was in the fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be also. Know this, the miracle here is not that there was a giant fish that swallowed Jonah. Listen, if the earth that God made is in an orbit that's traveling around the sun that's 520 million miles long, and we're traveling at 1,000 miles per second, if God created all of that, then what in the world do you think it's difficult for God to create a giant fish to swallow this renegade prophet on the run? He created elephants and giraffes and rhinos. He can create a fish to swallow this guy. Now, maybe it was a whale. There's even been stories in real life where whales have swallowed people that were on whaling ships that were hunting whales. They caught the whale, cut the guy out, and he actually lived. And the actual stomach acids of the whale bleached out his skin and ate the hair off his head. So, you know, so this has actually happened in real life. So, you know, why is this such a crazy story? This is not a fairy tale. This is exactly what happened here. So the miracle is not that a giant fish swallowed Jonah. That's not the miracle. The miracle is how could a child of God run from the calling of God? God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. He got on a ship to go the opposite direction. Now imagine Jonah, he's in the belly of this fish. He's sliding around this belly in a cesspool of disgust. He's completely covered with seaweed, stomach acid. And finally, three days and three nights, he finally cries out to God. It says this in Jonah 2.5, Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to thee in thy holy temple. Wow! So finally, as Jonah was just getting ready to die after the third day and the third night, he's getting ready to pass out. He finally comes to his senses. He's completely dehydrated. His skin probably bleached snow white and his hair eaten away from the stomach acids. He finally cries out to the Lord. And the Bible says in Jonah 2.10, Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up on the dry land. Jonah was ejected. He was spewed. He was thrown up. He was disgorged. He was regurgitated. Well, you get the point. <laughs> I wonder how bad does it have to get before we will simply submit to the Lord God in his will in our lives. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, hey, self, if you ever get swallowed by a giant fish, are you going to wait three days and three nights 
you know, before you cry out to the Lord. I'm going to be crying out to the Lord, let me see, in like 1.1 second. (laughs) It's like before the fish closes his mouth, I'm going to be crying out to the Lord. But it just shows you how rebellious and how angry he was about going to where God wanted him to go. But let's not miss this one point. The entire time that Jonah was in this dungeon of despair, you know, the fish was swimming to Nineveh. Because remember, he was on a ship going the opposite direction. So he gets swallowed. So he's in there being a huffy butt. I'm not going to repent. I'm just, I don't want to go where God wants me to go. Well, after three days of sloshing around in there when he's getting ready to die, he cries out to God and the fish barfs him up on the beach. But it's like, oh my goodness, the whole time though that he was not repenting, that fish was listening to God and going to Nineveh, the very place of God's original call. For in the midst of Jonah's misery, God was still working his will in Jonah's life. He was working through the waves. He was working through the storm and the wind. And he was working through this fish as they all obeyed the command of the Lord. If only you and me, listen to this, if only you and me were as obedient as the wind, the water, the storm, and the fish. Wow. Why do we go over a book of the Bible like Jonah? Because there is so much application. This is why we at Core Truth Radio go over stories in the Bible, and we want to apply the truths into our lives so that you and me don't make the same mistakes that these people did in the Bible. That's why we study the Bible book by book, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse. And by the way, for those of you that have downloaded our app, and if you haven't, you can go to the App Store Download Core Church Los Angeles app, and you can have all these messages, and also you can watch live stream right through the app, because this coming Sunday, we're starting a new series called Divine Deliverance. I wonder if there's anyone listening right now that needs divine deliverance. Well, we're going to do a verse-by-verse study through the Old Testament book of Exodus and how God delivered his people out of slavery. And I invite you to share it with other people. Tell them to download the app all over the country. You might have relatives that live all over the country from here to Timbuktu. But call them, tell them to download the app, and they can watch also and really see the divine deliverance of God. And if you're here in Southern California listening on the radio and you're close, like within an hour of Core Church, why don't you just drive and come to these studies yourself? That's right. Get in your car. You might say, hey, pastor, have you checked out gas prices? They're like 18 bucks a gallon. Well, they're not that quite that high yet, but they're going in that direction. I will say that. But it's like, how much is your spiritual life worth? Isn't it worth going to a place where you can actually draw and grow and blossom as a man or woman of God? I'm just saying, get in your car and come. But anyway, getting back here to Jonah, let me ask you, are you in the midst of a hardship or trial right now? I mean, like right now, you're listening on the radio. Are you thinking like, yes, I'm in the midst of a hardship or trial right now? I wonder if God is trying to speak to you. I wonder if you have ears to hear, or a heart to receive what he's saying to you? Or are you frustrated with God because of your trials? 
Well, let me tell you what the book of Lamentations 3.39 says, because some people get all frustrated with God, like, you know, I'm just all bummed, Pastor. If you knew what God allowed me to go through, I got the raw deal in life, and we start shaking our fists at God. But listen to what the Bible says to you. In Lamentations 3.39, it says, Why should any living mortal or any man or woman offer complaint in view of your own sins? Let us examine and probe our ways, and let us return to the Lord. Yes, if we were honest before the Lord, how many of us could really pray a prayer like this? In Lamentations 1.20, it says, See, O Lord, for I am in distress. My spirit is greatly troubled. My heart is overwhelmed within me, for I have been very rebellious. Look, I think we can all pray a prayer like that. Haven't we all been rebellious in our life? Haven't we all rebelled against God's commandments? Haven't we all sinned? I mean, we've all done these things, and we need to get right with the Lord. And before this radio program's over, you can have an opportunity to get right with the Lord. I don't care how far you've walked away from the Lord. Don't turn this radio program off because you're going to have an opportunity to get right with God. And I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad you've been. I know that God can forgive you if you are sincerely asking his forgiveness. Now, some might say, sounds like me, you know, being rebellious because you failed many times. You know, you haven't put Jesus first in your life. You know, you've only lived for yourself, the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I, and what you've wanted in life, you know, and you have rebelled against God. But fortunately, again, for you and me, God loves us, get this, in spite of us. That means God loves you in spite of your rebellion. That's why we have verses like this in Lamentations 3.21. It's a wonderful portion of Scripture. It says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness is indeed never cease. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The Lord is good for those who wait for him to the person who seeks him. See, you have to seek him. And if you wait on the Lord, I promise you, he will always deliver you. He will always be with you. He will always strengthen you. Yes, only in our maker can we draw a renewed strength with vision, forgetting our past while we look forward to God's grace shining on us. Look at what it says in Jonah 3.1. Actually, don't you look. If you're driving, you keep driving. I'll read the verses. But in Jonah 3.1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the proclamation which I'm going to tell you. Notice when God calls him again, the calling doesn't change. It's the same call. But notice that God is the God of second chances and third chances and tenth chances. And maybe some of you need another chance again. Well, God loves you enough to give you another chance today. Which brings up this final thought here, Jonah's message. Let's read his message here. Jonah chapter 3 verse 4 says, Then Jonah began to go through the city, a day's walk. That's a big city. It's like Los Angeles. It'd take you a whole day to walk across just the city here for sure. Okay, so then Jonah began to go through the city a day's walk. He cried out and he said, 40 days and Nineveh is going to be overthrown. Then the people of Nineveh, they believed in God. 
And they called a fast, and they put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. And when the word reached the king of Nineveh, he arose from his throne, and aside he put his robe aside, and he covered himself with sackcloth, and he sat in the ashes. Wow! Jonah didn't mix any words. His message was direct, and it was filled with wrath. Forty days, Ninevites, and you're stinking toast. Turn or burn, baby. And that's exactly what the people did. Exactly what Jonah was afraid of. They repented of their sin. See, Jonah's message was given in reluctance. Jonah's message was filled with wrath. Jonah's message was filled with prejudice and possible hate. Hey, Jonah, let me ask you something. Where's the love? And all these people, all they saw was a man that was barfed onto the beach from a giant fish. He's probably pitch white, no hair, no eyebrows, and he's preaching judgment, turn or burn. Let you and me never do the same to the people that are around us. When we share the gospel, it should always be shared in love. Romans 2, 4 says that kindness of God leads you to a repentance. And when the people of Nineveh repented of their sin, God did for them exactly what he still does today for anyone that you share Christ with. God will forgive them. He relented of his judgment. Yet what did Jonah do? Well, let's read. Jonah 4, 1, it says, But it greatly displeased Jonah, and he became angry. What? And then he said in verse 3, Just take my life, God. Just take me. I can't believe you forgave all these these renegades, these, these heathen dogs. Well, not only is this a book of God's great mercy and love for the wicked people of Nineveh in the wicked world that we live in, just like ours, but it's also a message to a man that had a hardened heart that was filled with prejudice and hate. I wonder if we are not just as guilty as Jonah when it comes to forgiving those who have hurt us, those who have broke us, those who have caused us much pain in our life. And we're just like Jonah. Oh, God, don't forgive them. Let them roast in the fires of hell. Let their lives just be barbecued. I wonder why we don't have a deep urgency, though, as Christians to share with our world that judgment is coming. Well, the work of Nineveh was complete. But the work in Jonah was just beginning. For God not only cares about the work of reaching the lost, but he cares about the workers. So God reasons with Jonah, like, hey, do you have any good reason to be angry? And Jonah doesn't even answer him. So he goes up on top of a hill and just sits there waiting for God to judge the people. So God allowed this big old flower to grow over his head and it brought shade to him. And he's like, oh, that's great. And then God sent a worm, and he ate the thing. And then the shade tree just went down to nothing. And so then God caused a scorching wind and a heat to cook up in Jonah's life. And Jonah was just complaining, oh, I just want to die. Oh, my goodness. You know, Jonah had 120,000 people. You know, they repented from eternal judgment. It's one of the biggest revivals that has ever been recorded. In fact, it is the biggest revival. Where has there ever been 120,000 people repent in one day? See, let me just close it out here with this. Number one, Jonah was sleeping in a boat when he should have been awake and praying during the storm. I wonder if we're asleep when we should be awake and praying for those that are around us. Jonah was pouting in the belly of the fish when he should have been repenting. I wonder if you are complaining about life and, you know, all the you know wrong things that have happened to you when you should be repenting and getting right with God. Jonah was bitter in the end and he wanted to just die. 
instead of rejoicing. I wonder if you're not rejoicing that we live in the last days, that we could be the last voice of reason to those that are around us. Listen, if you need to get right with the Lord today, and you want to repent of your sin, and you want to be obedient to the call of God in your life to be a voice of reason to those that are dying around us, you pray this prayer right now. Believe it, and God will forgive you. Pray this now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me and rose again. Come inside of me. Cleanse me. Make me a new person. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. And be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer on the authority of God's Word, He's forgiven you. We want to help you get up and going. We have some materials to send you to help you and encourage you. If you can email me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com. That's Bible at corechurchla.com. We'll send those out to you. And may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.